Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Thursday, August 10. Today, King Kyle clarifies his retirement announcement from the pool. Carlton takes a skinny dip in a dam to turn their season around, or did they? And the Boomers make a brutal call ahead of the Basketball World Cup, and is the NRL's pay war set to end? Hit that sting. Two weeks ago, football fans were calling for Tony Gustafsson's head. A 3-2 loss to Nigeria had the Matildas on the verge of being knocked out of their home World Cup in the group stage. Now the Swede seems like a genius, and if he guides them to the ultimate success, may very well have a statue in his adopted country one day. The decision to face France in a pre-tournament friendly now appears to be a masterstroke. The Aussies got a 1-0 win in that game, and while it was just a friendly, and French coach Herve Renard blames their performance on jet lag... Didn't sleep very well to play this game, but uh, it's not an excuse. We, we were not at 100%. At least it gave them a look at what they're up against. Forward Courtney Vine believes it shows their game plan stacks up against the best from Europe. The game prior to this tournament starting against France obviously helped us prepare for teams like them going into this tournament and knowing that we'd probably verse a team like them at this stage. The Aussies have an extra 24 hours to recover compared to the French. Starting Sam Kerr on the field or the bench is the biggest call to make depending on her fitness level. The Matildas in the meantime have found her long-term successor. Mary Fowler's maturity is well beyond her 10 to 20 years and Vine thinks it's scary to consider how good she can become. I just don't even know. <laughs> no, she can just be amazing. You know, I've said to her before this tournament began that she's going to have a fantastic tournament and she just has so much more to go and she's still so young. While the FIFA Women's World Cup has captured the nation's attention, there's another World Cup that slipped under the radar. That's the FIBA Men's Basketball World Cup. Fresh off their first ever medal at an Olympics bronze in Tokyo, the Boomers are out to do two better at the Basketball World Cup, and that's win gold. Those who have been watching their camp and scrimmages in Cairns will have noticed that Josh Giddy, the emerging NBA superstar, has been doing a lot of the ball handling, so that has led to a brutal cull. Three-time Olympian Matthew Dellavedova has been cut from the squad, the man who did this to Steph Curry. Matthew Dellavedova, it's been the Delhi show on a defensive end. You're defending the MVP of the league. You have no help responsibility. Don't worry about anybody else making plays. Your job is to take care of your assignment, which is Steph Curry. That was in the NBA Finals back in 2015, eight years later, and there's no room in Brian Gorgian's elite 13-man boomers squad when you've got not just Josh Giddy, but also Paddy Mills, the veteran sharpshooter, who is determined to go out on a high in this tournament. To create a foundation and, and a blueprint for our program to be able to set this thing up for, for many, many years to come. Kyle Chalmers had the swimming world talking when he declared he couldn't see himself competing up until the 2028 Olympic Games in LA. Winning gold in the Blue Ribbon 100-metre freestyle at the Rio 2016 Games, just 18, it feels like King Kyle has been around forever. Well, he's not ready to give up his throne just yet. Chalmers set the record straight about those retirement plans, and while he admits the Paris Games next year will likely be his last Olympics, he's aiming to compete at other events after that. And why would he step away from the sport too early? After winning 100-metre gold in the freestyle final at a World Champs for the first time just over a week ago, Aussie swimming legend Liesl Jones told Triple M's Rush Hour she can understand why Chalmers would be hesitant to commit to another Olympics 
be on the next one. Four years is a long time in between games, so it's too hard to plan for a big oh. four-year block. So that's fair to say that. Oh, be you hard. can't, you can't tell me that the media haven't beaten that drum. <laughs> well, I think changed they, it to suit the narrative. What aren't happens they, is they hear retirement and they jump on that, and then it. they go, "Oh, he's retiring." Right. Not necessarily. Right. From contender to pretender and back in finals contention again, it's been a roller coaster ride if you're a Carlton fan this season. I think I'm going to be sick. After a six-game losing streak, the Blues faced accusations of infighting and claims that Michael Voss was coaching for his career. They needed a circuit breaker, and that came in the form of a mid-season camp to Ed Curnow's property in the beachside mecca of Torquay. Since then, the Blues haven't looked back, winning seven on the trot ahead of a clash with the Demons that could rocket them back into the Premiership race. So what exactly happened on that trip aside from beers and choice words around a campfire? Yogurt, marshmallows... Maybe cotton candy. Well, according to Ed, at some point, the players decided to strip off and take a cold dip in his muddy dam, a leap of faith that bonded the group and reignited their stuttering season. His teammate, Harry Mackay, has poured cold water on that story, though. He told listeners Ben and Harry podcast Ed didn't have as much company for that skinny dip as he thought. That's a lot of mayo from Ed, but <laughs> Ed doesn't mind stripping down yeah. into the nude. And just, I don't think that was the case of everyone jumping in the dam at all. I think Ed and maybe one or two others, maybe, but yeah, maybe they grabbed a headline. Yeah, but Ed, as I said, Ed doesn't, uh, he's no stranger to some nudity. The Cold War might be ending. A Russian craft flown by Russians. Not that Cold War, the one involving the NRL and its players' union that led to players boycotting media on game day and covering the NRL logo on their jerseys. ARL Commission Chair Peter Volandes has described the latest peace talks with his sparring partner Clint Newton as very positive, and you would hope so. The bitter pay dispute has dragged on for longer than a year now. Broncos star Kurt Capewell, a member of the Players Association's advisory group, says if that doesn't work, independent help is the only way to go. I do see a resolution. I think it's a pretty simple one. We just get the mediator in and get it done. I see Peter's come out and said that he thinks he can get it done in 48 hours or whatever. So, mate, if you can get it done, come to the table and we'll sit down and get it done. If not, let's get the mediator and get it done, eh? Because we're sick of it. Now, if you're listening via Spotify or Apple, remember to hit that bell or subscribe so you don't miss the app every morning. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.